the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Just about five minutes after 5 p.m. here on the Thursday edition of Lifeline for the 18th of August. Hope you're doing well and a privilege to have you along for the ride here on this edition of Lifeline. We're here each Tuesday through Friday from 5 until 7 p.m. addressing issues that impact your life, your world, and your Christian walk. On today's program, we're going to dive into some interesting territory. And um, if if you're a lot like me, and I'm going to suspect you probably are just because we're all human beings with similar um, traits and faults, uh, this is a topic that will probably resonate with you pretty well. Let me ask you this. Has anyone ever within your sphere of influence, maybe a, a co-worker or a spouse, family member, accused you of being a control freak? <laughs> well, if you sheepishly raised a hand, you're certainly in good company. And let's face it, there's a lot about life that we would like to control. And it can be very destabilizing emotionally and mentally when we are overcome with feelings of being out of control. i give you a case in point. About uh, seven years ago as the crow flies, I was diagnosed with cancer. It was a moment that absolutely set me back on my heels. The last time I had been anywhere near a hospital was when they said, congratulations, it's a boy. And I was the boy, by the way. It was a long time ago, too. And all of a sudden, the feeling of not knowing where things were headed, headed, feeling as if there was an aspect of my body that I could not control that could potentially have devastating consequences. It's a great lesson in those moments to, uh, to learn how to surrender the totality of control to God. And my guest tonight, I think, would argue that, quite frankly, that's where we ought to be all the time. But let's face it, whether we're talking about a sense of being out of control or wanting to control not only what our body does, but wanting to control things like uh, finances or relationships, that feeling of being out of control can be very destabilizing. And as well, it oftentimes can be very seductive and, quite frankly, um, delusional to think that we are really ever in control, quote-unquote. Dr. Sharon Hody Miller joins me. She is teaching pastor at Bright City Church in Durham, North Carolina, where she's a co-founder there with and co-pastor with her husband, Ike. She's the author of a number of best-selling books. Her latest is called The Cost of Control, Why We Crave It, The Anxiety It Gives Us, and The Real Power God Promises, newly released by Baker Books. And Dr. Miller, thank you so much for being with us today. 
It's great to be with you. You know, this is a fascinating subject matter because, you know, as, as much as perhaps all of us would would try to deny it, I think innately there is a deep down sense that, yeah, you better believe I like to be in control. I like to feel that everything was within my grasp and my reach. And when I feel like I'm in control, I feel safe. I feel secure. I feel like all is well with the world. And the moment a sense of control starts to slip away from me, it really upsets my entire world. Your new book, you talk about the illusion of control. And quite frankly, in that effort to try and be in control, just how much anxiety that can really create. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so the illusion of control is, before I wrote this book, that was a term that I had used before, but in my research for the book, I discovered that it was actually a psychological term that was coined in the 70s to describe what is essentially this human pathology where we imagine we have control when we don't have control. And there's been all these studies, some of them are, are funny, actually. There was one... It was a study of casino players, and it found that when they wanted to roll a higher number, they would shake the dice harder. And then when they wanted to roll a lower number, they would shake the dice softer. And that doesn't, we all know, that doesn't do anything. (laughs) But that is the illusion of control. And further research has shown that the reason why we, we seek after that feeling of control that you were just describing is that we do benefit from it in the short term. That when we feel like we are in control, it actually does lower our anxiety and it does lower our depression. The problem is it's illusion. And so eventually when that illusion is removed, we are confronted with a reality that we have been trying to deny and are spiritually unprepared for. And, you know, I think that the current um, sort of collective experience that we've all had over the last couple of years related to COVID, for example, is is illustrative of this. I mean, I, I know people that were eventually diagnosed with COVID, and when you talk to them, the usual typical reaction was, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do. I socially distanced. I wore a face mask. I tried to limit the amount of interaction I had with people out in the public, blah, 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 blah. I did all the right stuff, and yet still it happened. And I think that that Mm -hmm. in one way is illustrative of of the frustration that some folks have in that they think Mm -hmm. they've thought all the right things, done all the right things, behaved in all the uh-huh. right ways, and uh-huh. and therefore they, they should be in control. Like, for example, a relationship that suddenly goes off the rails, we are feeling very out of control. And, of course, uh-huh. along with that comes this enormous wave of, of frustration and anxiety and fear that washes over you. And I would, uh-huh. I would suggest maybe, and, and give us some insights on this, Dr. Miller, but I would suggest that the harder we struggle to try and remain in control or regain Uh control, doesn't that Uh just exacerbate everything? Yeah, it 100% does. And and part of the reason that we know this is true is actually biblical and theological. You know, going back to Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve, they reach for that that fruit. And what they're really doing in that moment, they're reaching for knowledge. They're reaching for God-like status. They are reaching for control because that is the only thing that they lacked up until that moment. And every time we reach for control, we are reenacting that moment again and again. 
But what we are also reenacting is not just that rebellion, but also its consequences. And as soon as they ate that fruit, the, the knowledge that the power was immediately too much for them. And so they're overwhelmed. They feel shame. They feel anxiety. They experience division between one another and between themselves and God. And so we not only reenact that moment, but we then experience the consequences as well. And that was the whole inspiration behind the title of the book, The Cost of Control. And it, it's something that has also really helped me in my own relationship with control, because I've always known I shouldn't control, you know, <laughs> I've always known, you know, I can't control, I don't have control, I need to let go of control, but that was really never helpful <laughs> in the moment, but what has really helped me in the heat of the moment is understanding that this was written into the blueprint of creation in Genesis 3, that whenever we reach for control to rescue us or to give us peace or to empower us some way, it will always come with a cost. And one of those main ones is anxiety. Anytime you try to control something you can't control, it creates anxiety. And, and part of the reason we miss that is we blame the thing. You know, you just described the experience of, of getting a cancer diagnosis, which of course is going to create anxiety. But if you then try to exert control over that situation, if you reach for control to soothe that anxiety, it's actually going to make the anxiety worse. And that's the piece that we often miss, but it was helpful for me once I realized that in other situations to think, okay, I can try and control the situation, but it is going to cost me. It's, it's not going to fix it like I think that it will. And that, that was really a game changer for me. And I would imagine, too, another issue, and we can dive into this a little bit deeper after the uh, the brief break here, but I would imagine, too, another one of the huge side effects of this attempt to try and wrestle back control of the circumstances or, or, or impose our will over the circumstance, and, of course, more often than not, failing to do so, doesn't that also largely end up getting in the way of our relationship with God? Because I think back on my life, and I'm sure it's true for a lot of us, that in the moments when everything is going well, it's all going my way, as Frank Sinatra used to say, um, that sense of reliance upon the Lord begins to take a back seat. You know, I've got this handled. It's all good. I'm Mm -hmm. in control, right? Then when we meet circumstances that we are clearly not in control in, you know, oftentimes the flesh reaction is to try to wrestle back control, but the biblical spiritual reaction ought to be, you know what, I'm not in control of any of it in the first place. This is where I need to surrender and I need to trust God that he's got things in control because clearly the circumstances are such that they're well beyond mine. And so I would imagine one of the big side effects, the unintended consequences of trying to maintain control all the time is that that must get in a very big way in the way of our relationship with God. Yeah, 100%. And we live in a culture that promises us control. It, it really entices us and seduces us with the illusion of control, especially through our technology, where we are promised increasing predictability, increasing certainty. And because of that, we constantly take our control issues to the internet instead of to God. But what we saw, you know, in the pandemic is because of that, we were then not prepared for this world event that felt unprecedented but was not. <laughs> you know, our, our scriptures were handed to us by 
by people of, of God who had faced similar things and had relied on God to face them. But because we have been trained to go to our technology, you know, to go to our smartphones for this illusion of control, what happens in the interim is your, your faith, your relationship with God, it atrophies. And then suddenly you realize you are unequipped to live in the actual world. With us today is Dr. Sharon Hody Miller. She's the author of a new book called The Cost of Control, Why We Crave It, The Anxiety It Gives Us, and The Real Power God Promises Us. We'll take a brief time out. When we come back, digging a little bit deeper into this subject matter, are there ways in which we can identify some of our own shortcomings, our, our fleshy manner of trying to get control? What are some of the habits of control, and how do we break them? That part of the conversation continues as Lifeline continues here on KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Well, if you're uh, feeling a bit out of control today, you're in the right spot. Uh, Not to get advice as to how to regain control, but quite frankly, more from a scriptural standpoint, how to learn to surrender that sense of control, which quite frankly, as we're learning from our guest today, Dr. Sharon Cody Miller, that it's largely an illusion anyway, if not an illusion, certainly very fleeting. Some of us, as I suggest, and I know you talk about in your new book, The Cost of Control, Why We Crave It, The Anxiety It Gives Us, and The Real Power God Promises Us, is the sense of, of some controlling habits that maybe we we cultivate throughout our lives that that tends to set up this scenario in the first place. How do we identify the ways in which we, by sort of nature, second nature from sin nature, quite frankly, tend to want to be in control? Yeah, so we've already mentioned anxiety as being a consequence of control, a cost of control. But anxiety is also a really great sign to ourselves that we are trying to control something that we cannot control. And the thing about anxiety is we can feel it in our bodies. You know, you you can feel it in your clenched jaw, or maybe you wake up with, you know, a sore jaw from clenching your teeth at night, or you can feel it in your neck or in your back. You know, you're you're holding that anxiety in your body, and and very often that is a sign that, that you are trying to control something that you cannot control. And so that's a really huge red flag. And then another that I would say is how much time you are spending on the internet. And this is probably going to come as a surprise, but I already mentioned how our technology, it is lulling us into this illusion of control. Whenever we go to the internet instead of to God, we are very often going to research or to get more information about, you know, what's happening in the news or what's happening in the world. And or, you know, maybe it's just that I'm experiencing this physical symptom, and so I'm going to the Internet to, to research it. And we're going to the Internet thinking that it is going to empower us. But in reality, what happens in that moment, and, and this shouldn't come as a surprise, because, you know, for a lot of us, we have smartphones that have a bitten piece of fruit <laughs> as its logo on the phone. And we're going to this to empower us, and instead, it's increasing our anxiety even more. And, and I, I so often, when I have conversations with people where, where the first thing they want to talk about is something that, that is concerning them in the world, and it's just overflowing, it's the only thing they want to talk about, and I say to them, 
how much time are you spending on the internet? <laughs> how much time are you spending on the internet? And so for a lot of us, we, we are going to the internet to give us a sense of predictability or certainty or being in the know. And it is actually, this is about control and it's just making you into a really anxious person. Yeah. And you know, the, the greater, it almost feeds on itself, doesn't it? I mean, that, that, that cycle of the more we feel out of control, the more anxious we get, the more anxious we get, the more desperately we reach for control. And it uh-huh. can extend beyond ourselves, can it? In other words, you know, let's, let's talk about in relationships, for example. Uh-huh. Uh, if a yeah. relationship is starting to go sideways because there is some neglect taking place, and I mean, maybe between husband and wife, you're, you're not allowing the Lord to be the center um, and provide the synergy for that relationship. And if, if your spouse starts to become distant and aloof, you feel like you're losing control of the relationship, that sets up the anxiety. Now you try to force your will on that other person more so, and and that really becomes, as I said, an evil cycle, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, that's another cost is control, is that whenever we try to control people, it only fractures the relationship even more. And that is a very painful reality. Because where this really hits home personally is when we're talking about, you know, your kid who is making really destructive decisions and they're an adult and you're wanting to help them make better choices or help them to choose a different path for their lives and you can't. And where we make a mistake, really whatever age our kids are at is that while we are given to them to guide them and to teach them and to you know, discipline them at times when, when they're younger, what we are not called to do is to control our children. We are not responsible for the outcome in the end. And when we mistake that, it is going to do so much damage. And I'm sure there, there are people listening who had parents like that, who had really controlling parents. And we know that the way that they were controlling over you was relationship poison. And so this is so hard and and so painful when we're in that situation, but it's also just so, so important that when we reach for control to try and heal a situation with another person, it cannot deliver on that hope. It cannot do what you think that it will, and it will actually do more damage in the end. I'm curious, Dr. Miller, your viewpoint, is this largely ultimately... um, um a, a, a function of or, or, or a symptom, I should say, of a person who struggles with trust? Because like in the example of a parent who feels as if a son or daughter is going off the beaten path and they're concerned about it and they're trying to wrestle back control and they're frustrated because the more they try to, to control that child, especially if that child is already an adult, uh, the, the less control that they seem that they have. And it would just seem to me that there are so many circumstances, like my own case of cancer that I referred to earlier on in our dialogue, that ultimately I had to understand that, you know, he made me. He can fix me, and that I have to uh-huh. surrender control over to him, that even with uh-huh. the doctors, as much as I know that modern science can do many wonderful things, in the end, it was all about the Lord, and I had to surrender my trust and my confidence entirely and totally to him. So I wonder if a lot of this uh-huh. is also indicative of the notion that someone has a weakness in their relationship with God, that they have an inability to, to trust uh-huh. and surrender. Is that true? You know, I would say yes and no. You know, 
control issues are very often about idolatry. They're about pride. They're about trusting yourself instead of God, believing your life would be better if you were in charge. That is sin. But there's a second reason why we struggle with control. That is the fact that we live in this Genesis 3 world, this post-Genesis 3 world. But we were created for Genesis 1. We were created for security. We were created for stability. We were created for wholeness and for the people around us to be thriving and flourishing. And so when we desire that, that is not sin. That is our soul crying out for the world that it was created for. And that desire, at its core, God understands. And that is why he sent his son, ultimately, is, is God knows that, that grief over the brokenness of our world. And so he sent Jesus in order to heal it and to make it right. And so I always think it's really important to hold those two things together, to be honest and to confess and to repent when you can identify, okay, this is about me trusting myself, you know, more than God. But to also receive some grace in that as well and to know that God understands this world is scary. He understands it is chaotic, and that is why he sent his son. And so to know that, that, that God is not just standing over us, judging us in that, but, but he is drawing near to us in compassionate love. There is much to be unpacked. We've just sort of scratched the surface today, but but hopefully you've heard something that has not only challenged you, but encouraged you. And to go deeper, I would encourage you to get a copy of Dr. Miller's new book, The Cost of Control, Why We Crave It, The Anxiety It Gives Us, and The Real Power God Promises. Newly released by Baker Books, you'll find it at Christian bookstores throughout the Bay Area, as well as through the usual suspects, Amazon.com. And I'm, I'm curious, um, Dr. Miller, do you have a website as well? Yeah, you can find me at SheWorships.com, or I'm also active on Instagram at Sharon H. Miller. All right, Sharon H. Miller or at SheWorships.com. Our thanks again to Dr. Sharon Hody Miller for being with us on this segment of Lifeline, 530 from KFAX. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.